Indeed, Lord, this is our prayer this morning. Our desire is that we may be found as those who are earnestly seeking thy face. And we do thank you, Lord, because your desire to reveal yourself surpasses in such a in, in such an unmeasurably way our own desire to see yourself, Lord. So Lord as we come together and, and meditate on your word this morning, we pray that our hearts may be found with such an attitude before you. Oh Lord, that we may all have that desire to see thy blessed face. To hear your words of grace. Even to walk with you all our days. So for that purpose we pray, Lord, would you come and open our eyes. Open our ears that we may hear. We pray for a time that is blessed because you are in it. And that the Holy Spirit may lead it according to his sovereign will and direction. We ask these things to your, for your glory in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. I'd like to read with you some verses from Scripture. Starting in the book of Malachi. As you know, we recently had a conference exactly one month ago in the Memorial Day uh, uh, holiday. Personally, I was tremendously encouraged in that time. I truly feel that the Lord very graciously spoke to us in those days. For, for those of you that were not uh, able to, to join our brother Dane and our brother Christian, they shared with us the word of God. And since that conference, somehow I was led to meditate on the book of Malachi and on Revelation chapter 3, the letter to the church of Laodicea. And as I meditated, some impressions connected with our conference, they grew in, in my heart. So my burden for this morning is to share with you those impressions, that uh, the result of that meditation on this, on our, uh, uh, the time that we have in that conference. So let's read a couple of verses from the book of Malachi. In chapter 2, I would like to read starting on verse 4. Then you will know that I have sent this commandment to you that my covenant may continue with Levi, says the Lord of hosts. My covenant with him was one of life and peace, and I gave them to him as an object of reverence, or in other translations, 
probably more accurate, as an object of fear. So he feared me and stood in awe of my name. And then on verse 8, But as for you, you have turned aside from the way. You have caused many to stumble by the instruction. You have corrupted the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. And then in chapter 4 in the same book, we would like to read two verses. Verse 1 For behold, the days come, burning like a furnace, and all the arrogant and every evildoer will be chaffed. And the day that is coming will set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will lead them neither root nor branch. But for you, who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings, and you will go forth and skip, skip about like calves, calves from the stone.啊，第四章第一节第二节，万军之耶华说：那日临近，势如烧着的火炉，凡狂傲和行恶的，必如碎屑，在那日必被烧尽。呃，根本枝条一无存留。但向你们敬畏我名的人，必有公义的日头出现，其光线原文作翅膀，有医治之能。你们必出来跳跃如圈里的肥犊。And if you turn to Revelation chapter three, we would like to, we would like to read the letter to the church of Laodicea.然后我们翻到启示录第三章，我们读啊，写给老底嘉教会的书信。Starting in verse fourteen，第十四节，To the angel of the church in Laodicea writes. The Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, says this, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You 我知道你的行为，你也不冷也不热。我巴不得你或冷或热，你既如温水，也不冷也不热。所以我必从我口中把你吐出去。Verse you say I am rich and I have become wealthy and have need of nothing, and you, and you do not know that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire. So that you may become rich, and white garments, so that you may clothe yourself, and that the shame of your nakedness will not be revealed. And I sought to anoint your eyes, so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Therefore, be, be zealous and repent. Verse 我劝你向我买火炼的金子叫你富足又买白衣穿上叫你赤身的羞耻不露出来又买眼药他你的眼睛使你能看见 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. He who overcomes, I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne, as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 看到我站在门外叩闻，若有听见我声音就开门的，我就要进到他那里去。我与他，他与我一同坐席。得胜的，我要赐他在我宝座上与我同坐，就如我得了胜，在我父的宝座上与他同坐一般。圣灵向众教
如果你在特会当中或者没有在特会当中，你都知道，我们在大概在过去一年到一年半里一直分享这个题目，就是关于如何在这末时代末时代如何作为成为得胜者。So during the conference and throughout that period of an year and a half, several times our brothers reminded us of Revelation chapter two and three. 呃，在呃特会当中，或者在过去这几年当中，弟兄们一直提醒我们启示录的第二章和第三章。And one of the ways to study those two chapters, of course, you find the seven letters to seven churches in Revelation two and three.在启示录第二章、第三章，我们看见讲到呃主呃对呃呃小亚西亚七个教会的。And it's our Lord Jesus Himself who addresses the churches.是我们的主耶稣他自己在对教会讲话。now, one of the ways to consider those seven letters is from a prophetic point of view. And when you look to those seven churches prophetically, we can see a very clear outline of church history in those seven churches. And that means that, very simply put, that for instance, the message you find in the first church, the church of Ephesus, corresponds to the spiritual condition of the church at the end of the first century AD. And then Smyrna, the next church, you'll find this, the, the message there reflects the spiritual condition of the church in, in the century, in the second and third century, and so forth and so on. 然后我们讲到市美拿教会，就讲到在公元呃第二、第三世纪时，教会属灵的光景。然后其他的教会也是这样。So if that is the case, of course, when you come to the last of those seven churches, Laodicea, of course, that spiritual condition has to correspond to the spiritual condition of the close of this age of race where we are living. 同样的，当我们看到最后一个老底家的教会，他那时候的属灵的光景，也是指着我们在末期还是在这个恩典时代，我们现在所处的光景。If we truly believe that our Lord Jesus is at the doors, and that if is pretty rhetorical, unless we are sleeping, you know, very badly, there has to be some sense that His coming is very, very near. 的确，如果你能够感觉到真的是我们的主，他就在门口，他的再来是那样那样的近。So if His coming is indeed near, the letter to Laodicea is especially relevant to us because it has to describe the spiritual condition of the church right now in these last days.如果啊主的再来的确是这样的近了，那么老底嘉教会的光景的确就是非常适应于我们现在的属灵的光景。and it, I believe that is very clear when you look to Laodicea. She is very opinionated. And yet, she is not quite heeding or paying attention to the one who is the Amen, the final word of God, our Lord Jesus. She is described as lukewarm by the Lord. So on the one hand, she has not abandoned the Lord. But on the other hand, where is the wholehearted pursuit of the Lord? 
she is in such a complacency. She even says, I have need of nothing. And of course, that complacency puts it in that state that is completely closes the door for us to receive anything else from the Lord. She is spiritually self-deluded. She thinks, well, I'm rich. Uh, I have become wealthy. I have need of nothing. And in the Lord's estimation, it is completely the opposite. The Lord says, you don't know that you're wretched, miserable, and poor, and naked, and blind. And as a result of that spiritual state, the Lord Jesus, the Lord of the church, is outside the door knocking. Such is the spiritual condition of the church in general in these last days. And as we were reminded over and over, may the Lord deliver any of us from thinking that any of us is immune from that spiritual condition. There is a tremendous pressure spiritually to just cause us to live in that same spirit of Laodicea in these last days. And it's such spiritual condition that we are called by the Lord to overcome even in these last days. Well, our brother Christian Chen also shared with us on the book of Malachi, which of course is the last book of the Old Testament. And our brother reminded us that you'll find a wonderful symmetry in the Word of God. And that is, it sounds like a big word, but it's essentially so simple. The spiritual condition that you find in that last book of the Old Testament somehow corresponds to the spiritual condition that you find at the end of the age right now. Or to put it differently, the spiritual condition before the first coming of the Lord Jesus, that is Malachi, corresponds to the spiritual condition before the second coming of the Lord Jesus, which is now. In Malachi, you see the spiritual condition in Israel, God's people. But today, you find that condition in the church, God's spiritual people. 
And here is where my impression started to grow, brothers and sisters. It seems to me that there is an all-important key in this matter of overcoming in the last days before the coming of the Lord Jesus. And it seems that an all-important key you find it both in Malachi and both in Revelation. We would like to look to that key in a little more detail. Let me start just mentioning this. When we read those seven, the seven letters to the seven churches in Revelation, at the end of each, of each of those letters, of course, we are very familiar with this, but bear with me, we find that call to overcome. To all of the churches, to him that overcomes, to him that overcomes. But now, paired with that call to overcome, you find another call, always, seven times. Him, let him who has an ear hear what the Spirit says to the churches. In all the seven letters, the same end of the seven. A call to overcome and a call to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And brothers and sisters, I would like to suggest the following. Perhaps right there in this call to hear what the Spirit says to the churches, we have the very key to the call to overcoming. Let me try to explain this from the main symbol behind those seven letters. You know that in chapter 1 of Revelation, when John has the vision of the risen Lord, he sees our Lord Jesus walking among seven lampstands. Seven golden lampstands. And at the end of chapter 1, we are given the interpretation of that symbol of the lampstand. So you don't need to guess what the lampstand means because it is explicitly given to us. What is the meaning of the lampstand? The seven golden lampstands, they speak of the church. They are a symbol of the seven churches or of the church as a whole. Now, what is a lampstand for? I guess, I don't know how it is in Chinese, but in English, it's so helpful because 
The meaning is right there in the very name. It is a lamp stand. 不知道中文是什么，但是在英文当中是很清楚的。它就是说，是放灯的那个台。中文也是一样。The same I, it's the same. Wonderful. <laughs> I know that in this day and age we have electricity, and you don't need a lampstand for light. 我知道在我们现在这个时代，我们有电，我们不需要一个灯台放那里点。But for those that like antiques. It is kind of, you know, oh wow, it's in the top of their wish list or something. 那些喜欢古典那些的人，他可能就这个就是他的呃所想要很想要的。But back in those days, the only reason you would have a lampstand is because you would like something to be a bearer of light. 在那个时代，你想要灯台的原因就是要在那里用来放灯的。And for that lampstand to function properly, there is one key: the fuel. That element without it, it doesn't work. The, the purpose is kind of defeated. 要那个灯台能够有功效的话，它必须有油。如果没有油的话，它就没有任何功效。What makes a lampstand be a bearer of light? Be a means through which light can be diffused. 什么能够让这个灯台能够放灯呢？什么能够让这个灯台能够让它光照出去呢 ？Oil. 就是油。Olive oil. If you have oil in the lampstand, there is light. If you do not have oil, no light is as simple as that. Now, brothers and sisters, I'm sure most of you know that oil in scriptures is consistently a type of the person of the Holy Spirit. 我们大家弟兄姊妹都知道，在圣经当中，油是一直有这样的代表，就是代表着圣灵。How can the church be what she is intended to be? 教会如何成为她所想要的样式呢 ？How can her function be performed or somehow be manifested as the Lord intends? 教会的功用如何能够彰显像主耶稣所心愿的呢 ？Or if you allow me to put it in in different wording, how can the church be overcoming? Or how can there be overcomers in the church? 换句话说，如何教会能够得胜？如何得胜者能够在教会当中 ？Oil 是需要油。The Holy Spirit having His proper place 是圣灵在有他当有的位置。Or to put it simply, to use the repeated words in the in the at the end of the seven letters, if we hear what the Spirit says to the churches. 就是换句话说，用西冯书信结尾那里所讲的，就是凡有耳的去当听圣灵对教会所讲的。Now it it seemed very interesting to me because as I was reading Malachi again， 啊，对我来说很有趣。当我在读马拉基书的时候 ，somehow it seemed almost to jump out of the page to me， 好像有些东西从书本上跳出来。That that very key of the Holy Spirit that you find in Revelation so clearly. Somehow we seem to have an allusion to that all-important key in type there in the book of Malachi. Ah, we in the Revelation 
好像对我来说，就好像看见那个与立位人所立的约在那里看到了。I in the book of Malachi, the Lord, the 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 tribe of Levi or or Levi is mentioned a couple of times, not only in chapter two.在马拉基书，立位人被提到的好多次，不只是在第二章。And very interesting. When Levi is mentioned here in Malachi, it somehow stands for the whole priesthood. We know that actually Levi is one of the one of the tribes. And just one family in that tribe, the family of Aaron, was the 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 family that had priesthood. 只有在这个支派当中，一个人的后裔，就是亚伦的后裔，是有祭司的职分。But somehow here in Malachi, Levi is mentioned as equivalent to priesthood at all.但是在马拉基书提到立位，好像立位就是支呃，就是与所有的祭司有关。And the Lord makes this reference of my covenant. And this is chapter two, verse four and five. The Lord said, speaks of a covenant. That he desires that continues with Levi. 在这里，主在呃马拉基书第二章第四节在讲说，好像与立位所立了一个约可以长存。And the Lord continues in verse five to speak of a covenant with Levi in terms of life and peace. 在第五节，他讲与立位所立的生命和平安的约。And of course, the question is, what exactly is that covenant? 那我们就想问，到底这个约是什么呢？ Well. Actually, it seems that this would make would be a reference to two incidents at the very beginning of the dispensation of law. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be technical here. Let me just try to explain that. What usually is referred as the dispensation of law is the period of time since. The children of Israel left Egypt and received the law, the Ten Commandments in Sinai, right? All the way to the first coming of Messiah. That is the whole dispensation of law. And since our Lord Jesus died on the cross for our sins, we enter the dispensation of grace. Or the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, because He dies on the cross, and the Holy Spirit is poured on the day of Pentecost upon the church. 换一句话说，也是圣灵的时期，因为主耶稣死在十字架上赐下了圣灵，在五旬节赐下了圣灵。Well, but going back to the to Malachi, which is still in the dispensation of law. He makes a reference of a covenant made with Levi, and remember, when he says Levi, he's referring to priesthood. And it seems that there is a reference to perhaps one or two incidents at the very beginning of that dispensation of law. Actually, the two incidents are during the forty forty years in the wilderness. As soon as they left Egypt, these two incidents are actually during the forty forty years in the wilderness. 
One of the incidents is at the beginning of the 40 years, the other incident at the end of the 40 years. We cannot go there because of time. I'll, I'll mention to you the passage, exercise to the reader. One is Exodus 32, the other is, is Numbers 25. 我就是不去讲这些经节，但是呢，我就给留给大家做一个好像作业一样。一个呢，就是在，the both incidents we see a general failure of Israel as a whole。在两这两处都会看到整个以色列会众他们整体的失败。There is a sort of spiritual and moral breakdown of the whole nation in both incidents and has, it has to do with idolatry and immorality in both incidents. In both cases, it is somehow the tribe of Levi that stands for the interests of the Lord. In the midst of general failure and, and a breakdown spiritually and morally, one tribe stands for what the Lord wants.在整体的失败当中，无论是在律法上还是道德上的失败之后，只有这一个支派为了主站起来。And brothers and sisters, as we have been hearing for almost a year and a half. That is exactly what the principle of the overcomer is. In the midst of general failure among the people of God, some will stand for what the Lord wants. There are even those who are willing to take the kingdom by violence because that is if you read that that is what is going on there I hope none of us get all excited say, oh really violence so I can get that brother and sister that I really don't like it's not what it means in this dispensation I hope you know that in this dispensation, it speaks of doing violence against ourselves, denying ourselves so that the Lord can get what He is after. And Levi took that stand for the Lord. At great personal cost. When Moses blesses the twelve tribes at the end of Deuteronomy, in a very poetic way he puts it, but you get a glimpse of what cost they were willing to pay for the Lord. He speaks of Levi as one who didn't know his father or mother. He didn't know his brother. They were willing even to kill their relatives because of the Lord. In this age and dispensation, none of us are called to do violence against anyone else, mind you. 
我想提醒弟兄姊妹们，在我们这恩典的时期，没有我们没有任何人要呼召来做伤害别人的事情。And yet we are called to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow our Lord.但是我们被呼召，我们背起自己的十字架，我们舍己跟随主。There is violence in taking the kingdom.的确，进入天国是需要暴力的，but it's against ourselves.是对我的我们自己的。And because of that stand for the Lord, of their faithfulness to the Lord, the Lord makes a special covenant. Actually, some some students of the word they believe that the reason that why the priesthood is somehow confined or limited to the tribe of Levi is because of the story in Exodus 32. In other words, originally, God's will was that the whole nation would be a nation of priests unto the Lord. But because of general failure, that honor, that privilege, now is confined, limited to the tribe of Levi. And in Numbers chapter 25, when Phineas, this is the grandson of Aaron, the high priest, when he takes the same stand for the Lord, the Lord says, I make with him my covenant of peace. In Numbers 25. Well, here in Malachi, you see an allusion to that covenant made with Levi, a covenant of life and peace. And it seems to kind of convey the idea that if they remained in that same faithfulness to the Lord, the Lord would bless them with that life and peace. Brothers and sisters, that is just the type. That is just the shadow. What is the reality when we come to the New Testament? We read in Revelation chapter 5, in that all important vision of the Lamb taking the scroll. After he takes the scroll, heavens, it's almost as they burst in praise and worship to him. And part of that praise says, yes, you are worthy, because with your blood you have purchased men from every tribe and a nation and tongue. And you have made them kings and priests. Brothers and sisters, do we realize that in Christ, that covenant with Levi becomes ours in our Lord Jesus. 
Every single believer in the Lord Jesus made king and priest in him. That is our glorious position in Christ. That is our birthright after as soon as we believe in the Lord Jesus. However, whether that birthright and that position will become a reality in our lives, there is a condition there. Before going through the condition, let me say one more thing. Even this morning when we break bread, of course we are reminded of the new covenant that our Lord Jesus He has established with His people. At the cost of a broken body and shed blood. But if I if I were to ask you, what is the main characteristic? What is the chief blessing in that covenant? How would you put it? 在这个约当中, 它最重要的特点, 呃, 是什么, 你如, 如何来讲呢? You know, the forgiveness of our sins, how wonderful that is. How wonderful it is that we can come here with a clear conscience. Not, not because of what we are in ourselves. There is no worthiness in us. But because of what He has done. Of what He is. Even our robe of righteousness. 我们何等的奇妙，我们可以坦然无惧的存着一个为了良心来到这里，不是因为我们自己所做的，而是因为他所做的、所赐给我们的一袍。And yes, let me suggest this: even as wonderful as the forgiveness of our sins is, that is not the main blessing of the new covenant.我换句话说，虽然说我们罪的赦免是何等奇妙，但这并不是我们新约当中最重要的祝福。the forgiveness of our sins, in a way, in a sense, is just preparatory for the main blessing to come upon you and upon me. What is that main blessing? What is that blessing which gives character to even this age where we are right now? Our Lord Jesus on the cross became the rock of ages. But when he was cleft for you and for me, rivers of living water have flowed out of him. And that is nothing else than a type of the Holy Spirit that he has given us to all who believe in him. The Holy Spirit, the very person, third person of the Trinity, coming to dwell 24 by 7 in you and in me. I could go with you over the, the new covenant. 
Whether we get it in Jeremiah or Hebrews, you will see very clearly, even though the person of the Holy Spirit is not mentioned there, every blessing there is somehow derived from His indwelling in us. Well, time is short. We cannot do it. But I can call your attention to one thing. That covenant with Levi is described as a covenant of life and peace. There is exactly one place in the New Testament that that phrase, that fragment, is repeated. Life and peace. It is connected with the person of the Holy Spirit. It says that the mind set on the Spirit, on the Holy Spirit, is life and peace. Brothers and sisters, that covenant that in the Old Testament was confined to one tribe, in, in Christ positionally belongs to all believers. However, if the position is really going to become our experience in Christ, our daily, something that we daily benefit from, it depends on that very condition that we read in Romans chapter 8. Isn't that true? Yes, the Holy Spirit was given to every child of God that truly believed in the Lord Jesus. Yes, it was given. But see, if I still, after having received the Holy Spirit, if I insist in setting my mind on the flesh, my experience will be death. But if we set our mind in the, in the Spirit, Romans tells us, our experience becomes life and peace. Or let me put it in different wording. I hope it brings a bell. If I have an ear to hear what the Spirit says, life and peace. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I was reading a brother recently, and, and he put something so wonderful. I, I hope, I, I wish I had a, the, the real quote, because otherwise I'll twist it in all sorts of ways. But I, I hope it can still get to you, the, the main idea. 
啊，最近我读到一个弟兄，他所讲的一句话，就很有帮助。呃，希望我只能在这里引用他的话，不是原原句的。但希望能够把这个意思讲清楚。This brother said it, expressed it in this way: the the greatest issue at the end of both dispensations, whether it's the dispensation of the law, the book of Malachi, or at the end of the dispensation of grace, the church of Laodicea, the great issue. Is the following? Sorry, brother. This brother says that whether it's in the Old Testament, in the Pharisees' time, or in the New Testament, in the Apostles' time, the most important question is one. Are the conditions at the beginning of the dispensation going to be maintained all the way to the end of that dispensation? That is, we are maintaining. You see, if you consider that covenant with Levi, that's the very beginning of the dispensation of the law. If you talk about the covenant with Levi, that's the very beginning of the dispensation of the law. When we come to the book of Malachi, The very sad description that we have in chapter two, as we read in verse, I think the verse eight, is that the priests Levi had broken the covenant of Levi. 然而，我们读到马拉基啊第二章的时候，讲到了同样的，就是利未人他们破坏了这样的一个约。What characterized the dispensation of the, the spiritual conditions at the beginning are no longer maintained; they were abandoned. 就是在这个时期一开始起初的属灵的光景，在幕后被失失去了。In the beginning of that dispensation, Levi Levi was found as someone that feared the Lord. 在这个时期开始的时候，利未人会发现他们是敬畏神的。But now in the book of Malachi, we read the Lord say, "Where is my fear? What happened with that?" 然后在马拉基书最后这个时期，时期最后，我们看见主在这里说：“那敬畏我的心在哪里呢 ？”Indeed, as verse eight says in chapter two, they have corrupted the covenant of Levi. 在马拉基书第二章的确那里讲到说，他们呃破坏了利未人那样的一个约。Brothers and sisters, do we realize that in in the dispensation that we find ourselves in, the story is not different? 弟兄姊妹们，我们没有意识到，在我们现在所处的时期，故事是同样的。Think for a second on the spiritual conditions at the beginning of this wonderful dispensation of the Spirit or dispensation of grace. 我们想一想，在这个恩典时期，在一开始的时候是一个什么样属灵光景呢 ？Think on the book of Acts for a second. 大家想一想《使徒行传》。There you have the church being born by the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit being given His rightful place. 圣灵在教会当中得到他应有的地位。And as a result, you see that Christ indeed is head upon His church. 你看，结果就是基督的确成为教会身体的元首。He is Lord and Christ. That was in the day of Pentecost. That is Peter's glorious proclamation. 彼得荣耀的呃宣告就是他是主，是救主。And throughout the book of Acts, we see something of a glorious church. 在整个使徒行传当中，我们看到了一个神荣耀的教会。Not because you're seeing the church in itself, in herself. 
But because when you look at the church, you see the head, you see Christ being expressed. Or in other words, the church hearing what the Spirit says. But how about at the end of that of this dispensation? Can you say that Laodicea is hearing what the Spirit says? Would you say that the Holy Spirit has his sovereign place in that church? If that were the case, would the head be outside? And make no mistake, it's not a matter that the Holy Spirit is withdrawn from the church. That is not the case. But if the Holy Spirit is relegated to a corner, it somehow is in, as our brother put, I think he used the word, if the Lord is in the periphery, it's no wonder that we find the Lord Jesus knocking at the door. I like to close just bringing your attention to that wonderful passage in First John chapter two that we read. 我就想在结束之前，请大家再留意在约翰一书呃那里第二章的话。Somehow it seems to me to correspond very wonderfully. To the end of the, of the book of Malachi. Both in Malachi chapter 4 and in 1 John chapter 2, those two verses, 27 and 28, we find a very clear reference to the second coming of the Lord Jesus. In case you're wondering, well, but you know, Malachi is before the coming of the Lord. Isn't this a reference to his first coming? No, it's not. How do we know? Because in chapter 4, it speaks of a day that burns like a furnace. Where arrogance and evil doers become like chaff when they're set ablaze. It is clearly a day of judgment. But when our Lord Jesus came the first time, He came to call sinners to repentance. It's a day of grace and mercy. So Malachi chapter 4 is not a reference to his first coming, but rather a reference to the second coming of Messiah. It speaks to the days that we are living now, brothers and sisters. And amazingly, it seems that that day will have different results upon different people. And it's talking about the people of God here. One day is the same day, but depending on the spiritual condition, the result or the effect in lives will be so different. 同样的一天, 
The whole book of Malachi, one of the key words in this book is the word fear, fear, fear. It is very unfortunate to me that the modern translations, including the one I'm using, somehow they translate sometimes the same word, the word fear of the Lord, like reverence for the Lord. But make no mistake, whenever you see the word reverence in a modern translation, at least in English, the word there in the original is fear, a reference to the fear of the Lord. Which is, of course, one of those major concepts in the Old Testament. But what does it mean? That we they were supposed to be afraid of the Lord, terrorized because of the Lord? I really appreciate what a very dear brother said. He said, the fear of the Lord, as you see it in the Old Testament, is not the fear of a slave which is afraid of punishment from his master. But instead, is the fear of a son that out of deep love for his father, he's afraid to displease him, but not out of terror, is out of love for him. That was the attitude that somehow was lost in the days of Malachi. And of course, it's completely lost when you read the attitude of Laodicea. The Lord says, in verse 2, chapter 4 of Malachi. But for you who fear my name, remember, the majority of the, of the people in the days of Malachi, and it's talking about the remnant, the majority of that remnant that had returned from Babylon, at that point, had abandoned that fear of the Lord. So the Lord turns his attention, to, so to speak, to that the remnant of the remnant, those that still fear the Lord in those days. And he says, to you that day, to you who fear my name, that day will be like the sun of righteousness, like rising with healing in its wings. But in verse 1, you see that the same day, a very different effect on those that do not fear the Lord is a day of judgment, is a day of real terror. Now, brothers and sisters, when we come to 1 John chapter 2, don't we find there the same spirit, 
the same idea in this in these words that John is speaking to little children. In First John 2.28, he says, Now, little children, abide in Him, that is in Christ, abide in Him, so that when He appears, He's coming, that same day that Malachi is talking in, in chapter 4, when He appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from Him in shame at His coming. 同样的，在约翰一书第二章二十八节，他讲到小子们呢，你们要住在主里面，这样他若显现，我们就可以坦然无惧。当他来的时候，在他面前不至于羞愧、惭愧。Again, is this just one and the same day? 同样的，也是同样的一个日子。And yet, two very different effects upon believers, mind you. It's not talking about believers and the world, no. He's talking to little children. And the idea is very simple. If little if we abide in the Lord, that day is a glorious day. As it should be to all children of God. But there is a condition. Abide in Him. See the conditions of the dispensation being from the beginning being maintained at the very end. For those who do not abide, there is an awful possibility of that day instead of being a glorious day, becoming a day of shame, a day when you shrink back in remorse and in a sense of what have I done. Now, if abiding in the Lord is that all-important condition for us to be ready in that day and not, instead of shrinking back, we have to have confidence in His presence. What is the secret of abiding in Him? Did you pay attention to verse 27, which comes right before? The secret oftentimes is what the Lord does. He gives us something, and the secret is right there, staring at you. In case I'm confusing you, let me try to put it very simply. For us to be ready for His coming, in verse 28, we have to abide in Him. But what is the secret for abiding in Him? Verse 27, As for you, the anointing, the Holy Spirit, the anointing which you received from Him, abides in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you, but as His anointing, or as the Holy Spirit, teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, 
And just as He has taught you, you abide in Him. 第二十七节，你们从主所受的恩高，常存在你们心里，并不用人教训你们。自由主的恩高在凡事上教训你们，这恩高是真的，不是假的。你们要按着恩高的教训住在主里面。The Holy Spirit, the anointing according to this passage, is given to us, and it's teaching us continuously all the time. 这里所讲的恩高就是指到圣灵，它被赐予给我们，也在不断的来在凡事上教导我们。it's not like a thunder. He never speaks like that. I shouldn't say that. He usually doesn't speak like that. It is most of the times a still, small voice. He's teaching you all the times in good circumstances and bad circumstances. Whatever you label them, He's all the time speaking to you. The question is, are we listening? Are we hearing? When we listen to his teaching, guess what? Life and peace. Isn't that your experience? Isn't that your experience? Isn't that your experience? Isn't it true that every single time that we know the Holy Spirit is telling us something, but we pretend that we are not listening and we go ahead in our direction, isn't it true that we feel like dead inside? The mind set on the flesh is death. But the mind set on the spirit, life and peace. And as we listen to that still, gentle, small voice, we abide in Christ. And as we abide in Him, we are ready for His return, even in these last days. May the Lord give us grace. And let us be those that, having an ear, hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Uh, let's have a couple of prayers as the Lord leads.